This is a free download from Dad Lancy Leland Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Lancy Leland Church building. At the bank of Samson and the Chamber of Lion of Guernsey. Contact us or find out more information about us. Please visit our website at it's because of you Lord it's all because of you Lord, we just praise you and thank you for the um, offering that's been given this morning, Lord. And we just pray your blessing on it. We pray that it will be used in the best way because of your leadership, Lord, not because of ours. Lord, we pray it will be used to multiply your numbers and bring people to know you. We give you all the praise and all the worship. Amen. Good morning. How are we doing? get myself sorted I'm going to take my watch off because I've got a funny feeling this is going to run over so I'm going to keep an eye on it my watch is probably going to scatter across the front here so how are we doing Simon would you mind putting the first slide up, thank you Um, I've got a river of life flowing in me like to talk this morning about living water about what that really means maybe not as you might immediately think I'm going to talk oh, welcome <laughs> um, not necessarily immediately about how you might think I'm going to talk about water but I want to talk about it in, in lots of different ways and lots of different angles so I'm going to attempt to sort of cover that in, in what is relatively a short period of time um, you've got nothing to do till 12 o'clock have you? <laughs> nothing better? no that's alright then ok right well let's, let's see if this works and we'll get started Simon I think you're going to need to pull that and put it back again and see if it happens yeah, I'm definitely on here oh dear that's not so good ah, there we go thank you Right, let's start by saying that you can't get away from water. You can't ignore it because actually as you're sat here now, you're roughly about 70% of your body is made up of water. Now, uh, drilling down into that a little, what's quite interesting is that your brain and your heart are 75% water, Um, your muscles and your kidneys are 80% water, your skin is 64% water and believe it or not, even your bones are 22%. Now you might get different figures if you start searching all this around. There are different figures quite considerably. But nevertheless, that's, that's a good average and we'll base everything on that this morning. In Scripture too, uh, water makes a very early appearance. In fact, in Genesis 1 verse 2, straight away we hear... Um, water first appearing and in the next few verses God is organising the difference between water and sky 
Um, it's actually called the vault, strangely enough, at, at that particular time, but that's because God hasn't named the sky yet. And then later on in those verses, God names the sky, uh, and um, the next day, land and water uh, become obvious, if you like, in, in the story of creation. So very, very early on, water is there. Clearly then, it's water is not to be ignored because God created it right at the very, very start. And I don't think he would have done that if it wasn't important. And we'll see why as we go through this morning. Water is not only very important to us, but it's important to God. And now that we, we may not be making the most amazing theological you know, fact by saying this, but I still think it's very, very important. And we mustn't overlook the power of water in the story of God and the Bible. And we'll look a lot closer this morning at various factors that I want to sort of cover about water and all the rest of it. So having established that water is important, um, making sure I'm keeping up with myself here, having established that, we're, that water is very important, I'd like to look at the different contexts of water and how it is. So let's just for a moment return to Genesis 1 and in this case verse 20. In verse 20 uh, we read of the first mention of life and again this life comes from water. So we can see why God created water because he then knew he was going to create life from water. Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that hath life. That's Genesis 1.20. If we for a moment then just cross-reference that to the New Testament, John 3 verse 5, we also see that natural birth, so childbirth, is born of water. And I'm sure the ladies will all remember that, that moment when their uh, waters broke, which signalled the coming of their first child. I'm sure that that would be fixed in your mind. It would be if it was mine. And hopefully this is air. So a child comes out of the mother's womb but has been in water. I know it's fluid, but it's water. It reads in the Bible that it's water. The child has been surrounded by that water in its growth, in its nourishment, and in the womb of the mother. And it now enters the world. Water, though, continues an important theme in the Bible. In Exodus 30, verse 18, we hear of the water being used for purposes of cleansing at the tabernacle. And you may, if you know anything about the tabernacle, know of the, what was called the lava, which was, uh, not lava, by the way, as in volcano, but lava as in soap, which was um, in, in the tabernacle for the people to wash their feet before they went, went into the tabernacle areas. And um, in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 25, again the use of water and cleansing comes in again. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols I will cleanse you. So clearly water is quite important. Hebrews 10.22 says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So clearly water is important. 
And in fact, in the Bible, we find numerous mentions of water. There are, in fact, 722 mentions of water or the derivatives of water in the Bible. I know that because I counted them. Oh, you doubt me? No, I asked Google, actually. (laughs) So we'll hope he's right. Clearly, water is very important, and I don't think any of us could have missed this point, because you wouldn't be sat there now if you didn't appreciate the value of water. The need for water, the presence of a supply of water, has always been significant in where people dwell. It's a significant part of our survival. And actually, I think the fact that God has put us here on this island of Guernsey surrounded by water is also significant. You are here because God put you here. Don't be under the illusion that you've decided to be here. God's decided you should be here. That's the real fact of it. So we recognise the water, we see the water. I think to some extent we take the water for granted, don't we? Because when we drive to work and we see it, on our left or right, or depending on which way you're going. You probably, if you're so used to it on the island, I've had numerous visitors in the past who I've been bringing down from the airport to a meeting or something, and they go, wow, that's fantastic, look at the water. And I go, what? Every, every day I see that, I don't even register. But if you come from somewhere that's landlocked and don't see the water, it's something you appreciate even more. But what I particularly wanted to focus on today was the spiritual aspects of water. Okay, so having established the importance of water, um, I thought that we needed to take a bit of a turn in in my talk this morning and just look at um, other aspects, if you like, of water and what it really means. And I'm now just going to go off into the spiritual side and the practical side of water. I was praying about this whole message, um, as I always do, And what came to my mind was this chart, which is a rather strange thing to come to your mind when you're praying. But I see these charts all day, every day in my working life because nearly every building site has these up, especially in the summer. Um, In and out of schools, they have them up as well. Um, Because it's been proven that um, hydration is quite a problem. You'll see these charts in schools, leisure centres, this sort of thing because the level of hydration has been proven now to be directly linked to your level of concentration and your level of performance something that maybe wasn't appreciated before whenever before was but it certainly made me think and it made me think specifically that maybe we need to actually concentrate on our spiritual hydration spiritual hydration now there's some strange things about hydration and dehydration that I just want to talk to you about firstly dehydration creeps up on you it's not like you sit there and go oh I'm suddenly dehydrated it creeps up on you that is to say that it takes time for it to happen so when you become dehydrated it's a gradual process and you may not notice this 
this happening, you're unlikely to notice that it's happening until it becomes fairly concerning. Maybe it's quite concerning that we can't notice it because others might. We can actually be completely unaware of what effect dehydration is having on us. It's lowering our performance and it's lowering our concentration levels but we may be completely unaware of it. You'd have to be very, very in tune with your body to notice this level of concentration dropping away. And you're more likely to be uh, made aware of it and trained, if you like, to avoid it rather than actually make yourself aware of it. And really, you need to guard against it rather than trying to treat it when it gets that bad. It's not really something that you can wait for and then come. Now, the other thing that's about dehydration is it can strike anywhere. And, a, and an extreme example of this is you can be swimming, completely immersed in water, and still be getting dehydrated. That seems strange to me. Yes, a swimmer's in water, totally immersed, but they're becoming dehydrated because of the exercise that they're doing. In fact, in competitive swimmers now, it's reckoned to be the number one cause of underperformance. As in swimming, you can't generally carry around a bottle of water and stop for a uh, bit of a sip here and there. It's, and it's really not advised that you drink from what you're swimming in. And I'll leave you to decide why that might be. Um, the, the, the rule that the coaches use is turn up hydrated. Turn up ready to work. Turn up ready to concentrate turn up ready to perform turning our attention to hydration then for a minute there's some strange issues here too if I had something dehydrated sorry if I had someone dehydrated could I stand them against the wall throw a bucket of water on them and then suddenly become hydrated well clearly the answer is no and it may not be the best approach if you want to win friends But in fact, if somebody has been critically dehydrated, filling them suddenly with water can be really, really dangerous. Life-threatening. In this instance, small amounts are important to gradually return their bodies to the correct level. Now, the more observant above amongst you, uh, may have already started to realise that there are some links that I'm going to make between this and the living waters that live in me and live in you. We can, for a start, imagine that just because somebody is totally immersed in church life, totally immersed in church life, like the swimmer is in the pool, we can imagine that that person must be hydrated for God must be 
They must have the Spirit at their fingertips. They must be uh, hydrated for God. But I wish that was true. I really do wish that was true. Do you not think that churches around the world today would be crammed full if every one of us Christians was full of the living water to the extent where we had access to the Holy Spirit so much so I mean people would find you irresistible literally because you'd be able to talk from the Spirit you'd be able to do all these things in the strength of the Spirit because you were so hydrated with the Spirit of God it certainly isn't true of all churches around the world that we are hydrated and why also do we imagine that our approach to church our approach to uh, that seems to be more about the bucket of water than it does about taking sips I mean you know right now we're here on a Sunday morning and you know how many people how many churches rely on a Sunday morning two hour stint to hydrate themselves for the week and they come in almost dehydrated, in fact dehydrated from the week where they've been worn out by the world, become dehydrated. They get their fix of their bucket of water thrown over them in the, in the two-hour period in church and they go away hydrated at that point. But they're not hydrated for the week. That's, you know, as we've already heard, you don't take on water in that way. Living water has to be something that's, that's constant, that living water has to be something that's, that's gradual, constant to be at its best so I sometimes wonder whether the, the, the kind of approach that a lot of Christians have got of just turning up at church on a Sunday for two hours is, is rather like the bucket of water and it's really not sinking in it's a thought isn't it I also know from personal experience that if I meet people in an opportunity to talk to them about Christ um, my approach if, if my approach is to throw a bucket of knowledge over them it doesn't generally work I mean how many times do you find somebody you speak to you know and, and you kind of go through a pre-rehearsed in your mind uh, set of things that you want to say to them oh you've got to be saved you know, do you know these verses can you recite this do you know the Lord's Prayer whatever it might be that's a ridiculous example but what I'm saying is maybe just sometimes we need to stop and think that throwing a bucket of water over a potential new Christian is not the right approach maybe actually what they want is a little bit more of a, 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 a small fed approach rather than just chucking this bucket of water suddenly over them and I think that it, 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 that there's a fear in my mind as I've thought about this and prayed about this there's a fear in my mind that we're not if we're not careful we're almost already setting up that new person to kind of meet some expectation you know have you got knowledge do you know this do you, do, you know whatever as, but God meets you anyway God doesn't wait for a certain point in knowledge or a certain point in skill or a certain point. God is ready to meet them anyway. So we need to think about this, this sort of dehydration, this bucket of water thing. I believe what's needed is more of a measured approach. A little bit more of a measured approach. 
one which is sustainable long term. If, if it's not sustainable long term, it's not going to work, is it? If it's not sustainable long term, it's not going to work. It's got to keep you motivated. It's got to be that little and often approach rather than this massive bucket download and then nothing because you'll be worn out by the time you come to the next bucket. It's got to be that little often approach. In diets they sometimes talk about eating the rainbow. This would tell you I'm an expert on nutrition but you've heard that before so it's alright. I'm an expert on testing it maybe. Um, they tell you you should eat the rainbow for good health. Maybe in Christian terms I think we need to experience the rainbow. And what I be mean by that is God is an amazing God, there's no doubt about that and he has such a vast array of spectrum of things that he does. And you know, even this morning I was talking to somebody and they were saying uh, about trying to imagine what God would do in certain things, certain circumstances, what it would be like to be with God. You can't. The spectrum of what God can do is way wider than our imagination can cope with. So I'd like to think that I would experience the rainbow of God, meaning that I would experience both ends of what was available to me and everything that was in between. Not just narrow myself down to those couple of bands in the middle of the rainbow that suited me. Not fit God into you know, that, that little area. Sometimes I think you learn more by standing still and looking at the beauty of what God has created around you and what he's got to say to you in those moments than you ever will by just rushing between tasks, rushing between commitments. I've got to fit an hour in at church, so I'll rush here because I've got to leave work early and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. But sometimes I think we just need to stop and look and listen. The awesome beauty of what is out through those doors there cannot fail anybody, surely. You look out there, you see the beauty of that water. Some days it's stirred up, some days it's calm, some days it's sunny, sometimes it's not. But it's all God's beauty. And it's easy to pass it by. It's easy not to realise that all these things are gifts from God. See, God wants you to be at your peak, ready to take on what the world throws at you. And I've come up with a little bit of a, a saying, um, but I think that God wants you to take sips. And it's simple ingestion of the powerful spirit. See, if we actually make sure that the spirit is truthfully inside us, in all situations then God can be in control God can use that God can hydrate you with his Holy Spirit and keep you flourishing the thing is that you don't have to be a scholar to drink of the living water people imagine that there are some sort of uh, levels you have to achieve some knowledge you have to have some, uh, something you've got right in your life do you know there's only one thing you've actually got to get over in your life it's yourself that's the blockage between you and God 
it's yourself when you actually give that up and you hand yourself over to God then things start happening stop trying to do all those things yourself stop trying to do all of that accept yourself as you are imperfect, flawed with issues with lots of things that you need to get sorted out because in the end God loves you exactly as you are doesn't require you to sort it out first before he meets with you and will immediately start making changes when you truly commit to him now how do we start taking on this living water how do we how does this uh, sips how does that work well of course there's a wealth of ways of of, uh, following Christianity and learning about Christianity and all these things there's books films God TV just to give some examples the only problem here and I'm not trying to tell you what you should or shouldn't do because I think that's up to you to judge but I guess a mix of all of these is probably right but you have to be very careful so a word of caution all water can be flavoured all water is not pure all water can be flavoured over time it's been proven time and time again that actually the best water for you your body is pure water that's what you know they they come up with all sorts of sporting additives and all sorts of colourants to make kids like them with uh, loads of sugar in them and all sorts of things but the water that's actually best for your body is the pure water simple as that So what we have to do, we have to be careful to weigh up the things that we ingest against the Bible. The water that we might inadvertently be taking on in some form may not be as pure as you imagine. And there are plenty of examples of of that out there in the world. Hopefully I'm making sense with, with with that comment. But what I'm saying is, if you weigh up what you're ingesting spiritually against the Bible then that's your really water filter that's what allows you to filter out the stuff that maybe isn't quite so straightforward as you thought and I think that it's really important that we do that and I always find that when we do that things that might have made sense at the time when you really weigh them up and pray about them over time against the Bible then the truth really emerges what God has got to say about it is the real truth not what some uh, paid author is trying to say that's not to say that I devalue books that's not to say I devalue films I'm just saying you know, whatever you do in your routine include time in the Bible to allow it to filter the other stuff that you come into contact with in your life see the thing is I see you all regardless of age sex or otherwise Christian born again athletes 
you get that? I see you all as Christian, born-again athletes. You're all running a race for God. You're all here in this process, in this part of your life for a reason. You're here to see your own victory. You're heading to the end of that race. And at the end tape, hopefully, you're going to take a lot of people with you. Because that's what athletes do. They encourage others to run the race with them. God has gifted you with a river of living water in your body. That same water gives you eternal life. So I ask them, if that's the case and we accept that, a question for you is why do we need constant constant reassurance that that is the case? And I think the answer is because we're all leaky vessels. We're all leaky vessels. Despite God's assurance, despite the word saying very clearly, despite all God's assurances, the songs that we sing and we, you know, we lift our hands and we praise God and we mean it, we don't do it without thought, but we're leaky vessels. The minute all that stops, there's drips leaking out. And it reminds me, of course, of the story of the uh, dry wineskins that leaked. Just like them, we get dry, we get dehydrated, and we begin to leak. So what's our guard? (coughs) Our guard is to make sure that we don't get dehydrated. Our guard is to make sure we keep sipping so that our wineskin stays wet, stays hydrated. We definitely need to get spiritually hydrated in more ways than than one, more ways than just the two hours on Sunday. In fact, that could be likened to treading water in the world of the swimmer. You're not really making progress if all you're going to do is come and go from a, a, a service on a Sunday. You're not really making progress, you're just treading water. And yet it's living water that God wants you to drink. It's living water that is in the health regime sipping the Holy Spirit receiving regularly during the week needs to be a priority to all of us for spiritual health and spiritual performance just in the same way as we may get up to get a drink if we get thirsty um, when we're watching TV or whatever it might be um, I think it's true that we need to take time out to sip of the Holy Spirit We need to take in little bits and there's some amazing ways of doing that. Um, Scripture verses, devotionals. I mean, singing a song in the car. I often find myself singing a song in the car. I just, these, I suppose being on the words to some degree as well helps, but there's so many songs that stick in my mind and, you know, one thing I can say categorically is when I sing a song in the car, it may not sound very good, by the way, but I'll tell you what, it certainly blesses me. I get to the other end with, with a much better feeling than if I just sat there and drove and took no attention of what's going on. I think there's lots of ways in which we can take on the Holy Spirit hydration. 
Um, but I think we need to keep doing it. It's amazing to me how relevant uh, things are that God provides you. So God will make you aware of a particular verse or um, maybe somebody sends you a devotional or, or something and I don't know about you but on a scale of 1 to 10 I would say that 9 times out of 10 they are bang on for what's going on in my day at that particular time. God has an amazing way of knowing why do you think that might be? It might be because he knows you better than you know yourself. He knows what's going to happen. He knows why you're where you are and he knows where you're going. When you start talking about things like that, it all becomes rather obvious. When you have the opportunity to speak with somebody, it might be worth you considering using this tips. It might be worth considering, instead of pouring out a whole story on them, instead of pouring out the whole thing, trying to just take a little measured approach. I think very often what people want is, is a little word for them, a little comment that they can take away. And you know, I really firmly believe that if you open your mouth, God will put that word right in there at the right time because all of this is not done in your power it's done in his power and I think you've got to get to grips with rather than wow I've got an opportunity to win a new Christian woohoo we better we better get all this out we've got probably two minutes till they've got to go so let's get that bucket out no I don't think that's quite what we're really meant to be doing I think what most people are looking to do is have a little bit of sips fed to them little bits of sips of the Christian spiritual story the Christian story itself we mustn't turn new Christians into thinking that they've got to already meet some sort of test standard or otherwise it's more about you just showing them that you are full of the living water the rest God will do I think this, this whole subject of the living water is, is actually more of a series than, than just a single talk and I've had to cut a lot out this morning to fit this into this time and I think hopefully, oh yeah, we're doing absolutely fine. But during my preparations I felt overwhelmingly that what I did need to say to you and you needed to hear is that you are already in the river of living water. You have made a choice. You have immersed yourself in that river of living water. This can call, be called a fountain, but what it means is that you have a precious resource at your availability. You are a precious resource, but you have a precious resource available to you. Now, your flavour of water might be slightly different to the person sat next to you or uh, the person sat the other side of them but the important and, and critical thing is you have a story to tell you have a story to tell that God has given you that entire story 
comes from God. And you can share that. And you can share that in little bits, sips. So we're heading towards the close. I'd like to ask the band if they can come back, but if you can just hang on a minute. I've got a little way to go, but I'd like you back on the, the stage if you could. Um, Jesus is the living water. We all know that. I think we all accept that. The story of water starts in the second only verse in the Bible. And it goes all the way through and finishes in Revelation 22. The story of water, the story of water, therefore, is throughout. And I think water is throughout us as well. And it's throughout the church as well. The fact that God has placed you on this island, as I've said, is not by chance. The fact that this island is surrounded by water is not by chance. God created it all and placed you into his plan. So none of it's by chance. We cannot begin to understand God's plans and none of our minds are big enough, wide enough to do that. But one thing I can tell you categorically is that God has a bountiful supply of the living water. He has more than you'll ever need in your life. And he has got a real purpose for you to keep drinking and using the living water. The river brings refreshment and life wherever it goes, as does God. His river brings eternal life to the believer. That's very small, isn't it? But it's an amazing thing when you just stop and think about that. His river brings eternal life to the believer. Small statement, lots of meaning. In John 7:38, it says, Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Finally, I'd like to share six things with you that if you remember nothing else about what I've spoken about this morning, just ask you to go away with these six. It's not a test. I won't be back next Sunday to ask. I won't be standing up the front and taking numbers. But it just struck me that we can go through all these things, I've had to cover a lot of ground in a short time. This hopefully summarises all of this. Firstly, and it goes without saying and goes without exception, that Jesus loves you just as you are. A lot of people struggle with accepting this, but Jesus loves you just as you are. It's not about reaching some level of attainment because Jesus wants to take you right now as you are and he wants to build on that. He doesn't want you to build on it first or try to because all of that will be wasted anyway. God's got a plan for you and he wants you just as you are. Jesus is the living water. 722 verses in the Bible make that clear. 
722 verses that you can read that contain God's assurance. The root source of the living water, Jesus, never fails. Well, that should say, all runs out. Um, sometimes we go through periods, don't we, where we, where we feel that we're kind of in dry, barren land. We can't seem to connect with God. It's not him that's dried out. It's not him that's run out of water. It's us. And if there's anything we, we can learn, it, my principle of the sips that I'm giving you this morning is take some small sips. You know, uh, the best of pumps that pump water need priming. You prime your pump, God will be there. The water is there. It's a permanent feature. Throughout the Bible, we, we, we hear... Jesus inviting people to drink. There are loads and loads of examples. Uh, the Samaritan woman by the well is the one that springs to, springs to my mind but there are loads of examples and it's used um, literally and uh, figuratively as it were in the Bible but be of no illusion. Jesus is inviting you to drink continually and that doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian because he wants you to add to what you're strength is he wants you to be like the Olympic athlete fully hydrated ready to go you are a source of living water from which others can drink <coughs> I don't know if you think about this but if you think about what I've said today you think about how population was always brought to the centres where water was available in the very early days. And they used to dip in that pool because that's what kept that community alive and available. And now just think for a second that you are part of that in the centre of your community. You are part of that story in the centre of your community. People can dip into you because of the knowledge and the living uh, river that flows in you can dip into you and can take something away that is nourishing, hydrating and helpful. Just in those simple terms, it means something, doesn't it? It means something. And finally, just an observation. Don't throw buckets when sips will do. I think we're all inclined to try and throw a bucket of knowledge or a bucket of, t of time on someone when maybe what they just need is a little bit of the sips approach just a little bit quieter that's not for me to say that's for God to say but all I'm suggesting is rather than, rather than trying to convert everybody in one massive swarm I think there's another way I think there's another way which is just to have little, little bits to give to them and little bits of knowledge little bits of help let them drink from your river rather than trying to spoon feed them maybe that might be a practice. so I hope that's, that's been, been useful I'm going to ask the, the band to play um,
Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elim Church. For more downloads or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk.